Welcome to the Breaking Wax Podcast. All right, welcome back. This is episode 10, season three of the Breaking Wax Podcast. I have my good friend, Bro Namath, a.k.a. Brandon. That's his real name on today. Appreciate it. Thanks for coming on. What's going on? What's up, man? It's been a while. It's been a while. You're the only consistent guest, though, so I appreciate that. <laughs> I'm like the co-host all the way in the shadows. Yeah, but it always works out good. I think uh, people really enjoy what you bring to the hobby and what you have to say. I think you not even just enjoy. I think they respect what you have to say when it comes to the hobby and stuff. So I, I love it. I love having you on. Plus, it's easy conversation that makes it good. Um I mean, if you like fluffing me up, I mean, I appreciate it. You know, I, don't yeah, know how many people, I don't know how many people actually listen to me, but. <laughs> a lot, a lot do. Um, you'd be surprised. Like, I think I'm easy to talk to, but then sometimes people get on here and they're really hard to talk to or even have a conversation with. Yeah. I mean, hopping on a podcast isn't for everybody. It's definitely, it's different. Um, you have to feel comfortable with what you're going to say and how you approach things. And sometimes people overthink things and they're not able to just speak. Right. I, so I did a podcast recently with uh, the Reckless Cards or Too Thick Pod. Their podcast with Jeremy and Manny, and uh, I mean, we talked for like two hours. It was crazy. That's awesome. And, yeah, they're good guys, man. Every time I try to jump off, we'd start talking about something else, which I don't mind. Um, the wife does a little, but it is what it is. <laughs> you got enough of you, anyways. Yeah. So the kids ready for how you guys do Halloween costumes? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, decked out, man. I'm going to be a pirate with Sage, my oldest, because that's what she wants us to dress up as. And then my wife is going to dress up as Anna and the youngest as Elsa. So Nice. Oh, that would be cute. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be cute during the day and then at night and be a pirate taking down Anna. So it'd be pretty fun. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't thinking that, but I'm glad you are. What is, so is Halloween, it's just Monday? I think so, yeah. It's like this weird because you know you would think they would just do it Friday, but I guess the thirty first is Monday, so we'll just roll with that. Yeah, it's it's always weird when it's during the week, man. It's tough for school and stuff too. The next day. Yeah, Leilani's uh, gonna be Beetlejuice. <laughs> That's a good one. She wants us to be the uh, I forget their names. The two people, you know, in the beginning that die with the with the beaks yeah, yeah she yeah. wants she wants to see and i do that and i was like i don't really want to do that so we'll see <laughs> but i like yeah. with leilani i've done dude i was pikachu one year i had the full pikachu suit she was dorothy one year she asked me to be uh one of the flying monkeys from the wizard of zoo wizard of oz so i had like the full monkey costume with the wings and everything like whatever she wants my daughter whatever she wants I, I just do it yeah, that's 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 what you have to do, man. It's kind of fun though, because I guess when you look back, you'll you know cherish those moments. Right, right. It's good stuff. So what, uh, man? LeBron's getting dogged lately, dude. It's uh, it's it's always he's always the one that people are gonna talk shit about. So whether he performs great uh, or he performs badly or poorly, it's always gonna be something. So it doesn't matter what it is. At this point, people are gonna talk shit and. What else does he have to prove? A, B, the roster is just atrocious, um, you know. And it's just, I mean, what do you want the guy to do? That the guy's almost what thirty-eight years old or whatever it is, I think. Yeah, thirty-eight. Yeah, he's thirty-eight in December, I think, and you know he's putting up. I think he has, you know, averaging fifteenth most points in in the league so far, and obviously that will shake out. He'll probably be top ten uh, at some point, but I mean, what else you got? What do you want him to do? I just, <clears throat> I don't understand the hate. Um that comes like 
I used to always say like athletes, we don't really know who they are as people, you know, um, we just know what the media or what they let us see. And that like what used to really bother me was uh, people would always say Allen Iverson was a piece of shit. And I'd always be like, how can you say that? You don't know him. You just know how the media portrays him. And then, you know, back then it was more even like because of the cornrows and the tattoos, people didn't like it because it wasn't socially acceptable. But like LeBron just gets it from every angle. I had uh, great polls. He's in one of the group chats. You know, yeah. he he messaged me and was like, <clears throat> who was it? Um, well, oh, Anthony Edwards didn't see some of the other stuff LeBron did, like the decision. And, and I was like, well, wait a minute. The decision depends on what kind of fans you are, right? If you're a Cleveland fan, I'm sure it's like one of the most atrocious things that's ever happened to you. If you're a Miami Heat fan, you could care less that he did the decision. It's probably the happiest day of your life as a Miami Heat fan. If you're a Celtics fan, I'm sure you hated it, and he's a Celtics fan. So it's like, dude, the guy can't win. I didn't like the decision. I was only disappointed, I remember, because – uh I had a season ticket guy for the Knicks on speed <laughs> dial. And I was like, listen, if he. It was close you know, too. If he announces with the Knicks, I will buy four season tickets immediately. And it was going to be like 20 grand. And I remember telling him to see like, this is an investment. I'm not going to any game. Like you buy those tickets to sell them and that's all. But uh, so that was the only reason I was disappointed. I didn't give a shit. He went to the heat other than I was a magic fan. You know what I mean? But I mean, what has the guy done wrong? I mean, it, it's really hard to, to put anything against what he's done. Um, I mean, you can you could side with him differently than his political views, and that's right. fine. You don't you right. don't have to agree with him. And and some people put his political views on the front burner and yep. and judge him that way. Which I mean, I'm I'm mature enough to understand that if if you're one way politically, I'm the opposite. It doesn't mean that we can't like each other or have a conversation with one another. And I think that's the biggest probably, honestly, with LeBron, with a lot of people is because of that. Um, Because if you take that element away politically, you don't look at politics at all. What has he done wrong? I mean, everything he's done has been great. I mean, the schools and and the scholarships and um, the donations to to underprivileged basketball teams for, you know, his LeBron gear for basketball and football and base, like all this stuff. It's I don't, I don't know what else you want to do. You want him to be like Jordan? I mean, but, I mean, Jordan is not the greatest role model. <laughs> no, I, you make a good point, though. It's the politics. It's uh, people harp on his politics and views and what he says more than they do the politicians and the people running this country. Yeah, it's 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 bizarre. It, it is really bizarre. Is, it's it's really bizarre. It's almost like. Um, like people look at him like Ali, right? Like when Ali was very vocal in, in politics, but he, but, but LeBron's not even close to Ali, you know? Right. And, and it's not like uh, Ali was right or wrong. I mean, it's, it's just, you don't have to hate the guy because of his politics. That's right. You could separate, right. you know, church and state. And that's, that's what I don't understand. Yeah. I don't get it either. I mean, I get it if you're a Celtics fan, sure. Cause he abused you guys, but like, whatever. Yeah, I don't know. It's disappointing. It, it makes you wonder, like, how does Rob Palenka still have a job? Especially when you hear the rumors of potential trades they could have made, like the Buddy Heald trade. Like, that seems yeah. like a no-brainer. Like, why are we not should have You should have shot it. I mean, everyone's, you know, in my DMs, everyone knows I'm a big LeBron fan. Um, and when, when people want to argue with me, they're saying, oh, well, LeBron's a GM. I don't think that's the case anymore, man. I really don't. I, I don't think LeBron's assembled this team. I, I know from the rumors is that what he wanted was DeRozan, right? And they ended up getting Westbrook. Um, 
And then there's a few other pieces he wanted to get, and they didn't get it. I mean, Rob Palink is a GM. Like, no, they're not going to pay him $5 million a year to do it for him to do nothing, right? To right. LeBron to do his job. That's just not what's going to happen. Um, you know, so when people keep thinking that, oh, well, he's ruining the Lakers. Or, listen, the Lakers were ruined before LeBron got there. Oh, yeah. They, they were on a path to being trash like the Pelicans every single season. That young course was not that great. Everyone thought they were fantastic with Kuzma and Ingram. Um, God, what's the other guy's name? I can't remember him. Is he even in the league anymore? Hart and all these other people. It's like, you know, these these guys aren't aren't, aren't going to be what you want them to be. And then you bring in LeBron. LeBron gets AD. And you guys win a championship. I mean, he brought you guys back to relevancy. It wasn't like Kobe's last three or four years were any good. The teams right. were terrible. And that was I was Rob Palenka. So Rob's built this team, and he's built it shitly. And I don't understand how you've given him this extension. To me, it's it's frustrating as a LeBron fan because, to me, he's still top 10 player in the league. Like, right now, to me, he's yeah, still top down. 10 player in the league. Maybe, is he number one, number two? Probably not, but he can be in any given night. And that's the one mm. thing, is that LeBron doesn't need to be number one the entire season. He just needs to be number one in the playoffs or in the right, finals right. when you need him to be. Mm. Um, so, for me, it's, you know, it, it just it sucks to see him being wasted right now. Yeah, I think people lose sight of too is that LeBron's not Kobe. He wasn't. He's not a ball dominant shooter, um, a high volume scorer, unless he absolutely needs to be. LeBron's probably arguably the best teammate in NBA history as well. So, um, and people don't like to admit that, but it's true. Just look at the stats and the numbers. Um, it just yeah, none of it makes sense to me. I don't know what they're doing. They're like wasting his career away the last couple of years. But you're right though, like. Um, Kobe had shitty years. LeBron's going through it now, but they'll turn it around. I think. I think um, <clears throat> the one point I wanted to make was not to compare Blake Bortles to LeBron James because it's totally different. But the only thing I can have that's relevant to that was when Blake was in Jacksonville. He was a franchise quarterback, and <clears throat> I asked him one day. I was like, "Hey, before the draft, do they ask you guys?" anyone what your input is or what you think of any players and he was like absolutely not and i was like so you're the franchise you can't go to the gm and be like i think we should draft this or the team needs this he was like no they would tell me to shut the fuck up and leave they don't care what we have to say he was like people get paid so much money to make those decisions and to look at all the analytics they could care less what we think i know and and people like to paint this picture like lebron build all these and not listen again i'm sure if he wants a certain somebody and he'll definitely oh, put yeah. a word in, and they'll try to, obviously. Um, but at the end of the day, he's not he's not picking up these bench players and in these draft picks. I mean, that's all on 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 Rob Palenka and the organization, right. man. Right. That listen, the, the Lakers are a, a joke. I'm sorry. Like as soon as LeBron leaves, they're going to be terrible again. Yeah, they need to try to move Davis, but I don't know if anyone will take him. Dude, if I'm LeBron, I'm fucking out of there. I listen, just trade me somewhere that I can contend and get me the hell out of this team. Like without without a doubt. Yeah. Yeah. That, and like somebody posted that Paul Pierce quote saying that they're tanking for that seven six kid, but that's ridiculous. Paul, they're not Paul doing Pier- that. Paul Pierce is an idiot. Yeah, a hundred percent. I he's probably the one player I dislike the strongest in the last I, two I, years. Yeah, I'm not a fan of him. I was never a fan of him. Um, before LeBron, and obviously because they had their back and forth, but I just was never a fan of his his style of play, um, and definitely not his uh, his basketball analytics. Or it was terrible. 
He was no. terrible. Didn't he get fired from ESPN? I don't know why anyone still listens to him. Yeah, he got fired for like prostitutes and like smoking weed or something, right? Yeah, it was like a birthday yeah. party or something. Yeah, yeah something stupid. He's, he's an um, idiot. I'm trying to think what else about the NBA. I guess Zion's playing pretty good. So that's good he, for he had he had two games and he got injured. So. I think they're being careful with them too, though. You know, of, of course they are, but still though, I mean shit. I mean, that's not like it's uh I mean he's played two games. Jaws Jaws been getting all the highlights. I know you're not a big jaw guy, but I know, man, but he's he's playing well. It is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> Can't 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 hate him that bad if he's playing no, well. So. He is playing well. Um, the Magic. I'm I'm I eat my words. Like I'm glad we drafted Bonchero. Um, I was super pissed draft night because I looked at him as nothing more than a, a role player, and I'm like, you don't take someone with the number one pick to be a career role player, and he's turning out to be the number one option and the real deal good. so far. Yeah, he does. He's, he's big. He's athletic. Um, yeah, he. He can bang too, dude. Mm-hmm. For how, and he can handle the ball, man. I watched right. a, a few um, seconds of some games. I'm like, holy shit. Like, I was very impressed. Yeah, I'm surprised. Like, even so, opening night, he's the number one option. He's got the green light. If the, the game's on the line, he's getting the ball. So, I, I've been impressed. Um, we need some more pieces around him, some, like, uh, good shooters. But I think uh, Franz Wagner's great. He was, a, he was a really great pick for us, too. So they have a good nucleus. We'll see if they can build on it. So Yeah, I mean, it's it's exciting for sure because they're young. They almost kind of remind me of the hype that uh, OKC got, you know, like four years ago or so when they were all right. young and competitive. They're just hungry. They want a ball. They haven't won yet, though, so it's a little concerning. They haven't won yet. Yeah, but the, I mean, listen, they're, those guys are like rookies, second, third yeah. year. <laughs> let, let, yeah, let, yeah, them, yeah. let them get them feet wet before. <laughs> Yeah, they got a lot of learning to do. So, um, yeah. not to shift gears completely, but uh, so how many black labels have you gotten in the last oh. month? Oh, uh, purchased or graded? Graded. <laughs> um, well, I just I just hit nine black labels this last couple subs. So that's oh, God. That's nine there. Um, I had four a couple weeks ago. Week before that, I had three. Yeah, it's been pretty good. Can't complain. Oh man, unbelievable run! Unbelievable run. As I say, uh, the the CTE AB business is booming. So, <laughs> <laughs> what? So, are you grading any sports cards, or you're just strictly doing the TCG stuff right now? Man, you know it's um. So I shifted to TCG. I, I've always been TCG, as you know. Right. That's that's been my my main. PC love is Dragon Ball always has been. It's been, you know, since a kid and you know, up until now, I still, um, but I got heavy into it again, right? With sports cards kind of having a little bit of a shift, probably like what, five, six months ago, I sold off all my sports cards and reinvested um, the money into some TCG pieces. And from there it became an obsession where I started to collect certain things. And, you know, I collected that uh, Dragon Ball, super um world championship set of 12 cards all in black label right uh which was by far my greatest accomplishment of my collecting career of my life uh, to be able to do that it's just unheard of you know not only to get you know a set in black label whether it usually it sets five cards or so but 12 of them in black label and there's only 20 of them each made in that card mm. so you know it's unbelievable 
Yeah, no, I'm I'm pumped, man. That was that was one of the greatest accomplishments to be able to get that last piece, that last card. It was really satisfying, and and then from there, just can keep you know buying more and more. But yeah, I need to buy some and send them to you to send in. So the the one piece, right? Is that what you're doing now? Yeah. So I've I've touched on Dragon Ball. Um, you know, one piece comes out in English format in the end of December. Yep. Uh, so. Not giving investment advice, not really my thing, but uh, I highly recommend um, buying some booster boxes. Uh, I like to play case odds uh, because it's cheap, right? So you're talking about sports cards to someone. You say, hey, look, this new uh, box of select came out. It's 800 bucks. That's one box, right? And out of a, a case of, what, 12? So you're paying well, just one box odd. With uh, the one piece coming out, I mean, you might be able to get a case for eight hundred dollars, and that's twelve boxes. Right. So you you maybe get a, you know hit a couple secret rares, some full arts, things like that, where you'll be able to grade and get pretty good returns on. Um, there's to me with where the TCG space is, um, because of the price entry to get in on a box or a case, and now with some of the the subs lowering, right, the the, the price from BGS and, and PSA the margins are comparable to what sports cards margins were like two years ago right. where you can rip grades on the higher pieces quicker, sell it if you want to put some of the other stuff in like an economy that's coming back now from back in like a month or two that, you know, those are cards. Otherwise you would have never graded that were maybe five, 10, 20, $30 cards a piece. And now graded it may be worth a hundred, 140, 150. So you're, you're looking at your margins just explode and balloon uh, because your price entry is cheap. Right. That's It's cheap. So I guess in the last two or three years, I guess there's been – so are collectors or people that are playing the game, are they grading them now? Because they used to not grade them, you know what I mean? But just because of the value, are they grading them now? So the, the way that a TCG uh, becomes popular is by playability. And what I mean by that is these, you know, have I cut out or are you good? No, you're good. You're I, the audio never okay. cut. He froze a little bit. Yeah, gotcha. Um, so it's all about playability. So you have to want to build decks. Um, you know, playing when you and I could be playing in a tournament against each other. Uh, if if the gameplay is good and interactive and challenging, then the TCG may have legs, and it's going to need to have players that want to play the game. They want to buy the product. They want to build decks um, that has national championships, maybe world championships. They get to that point right. where there's exclusivity in cards, there's rarity, um, but you need players to have the actual TCG take off to have the collectors um, because they they coincide with one another. Because no right. one's going to want to buy into a dying game if the game doesn't have legs. So is that part of the reason why Pokemon's the most successful TCG or is it, or do people just assume Pokemon is? Um, yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's the most successful TCG, believe it or not, is magic. Okay. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. Ma- magic was, was the first one to really build the gameplay. I mean, you got cards from magic back then that can still be played in decks now. Uh, and you know, you go to these card shops and people are huge in the magic. It's, 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 you, you never get rid of Magic. Magic is by far probably the biggest globally um, TCG. But as far as collectability, I don't there, I don't think there's much of it. 
Um, there is, don't get me wrong. There's some big cards that sell for really good money. Uh, but like, you know, not as much I, as I like think, Pokemon. Yeah. Po- Pokemon has the big ones, man. Um, because they're a cultural phenomenon. Like you can't get right. rid of that. You know, there's, there's no magic, the gathering animes. There's no magic, the gathering, you know, mangas or shows where people right. are watching still to this day, uh, to where it keeps it relevant in a, in a cultural format. Whereas Pokemon you do, Dragon Ball you do, One Piece is huge. One Piece is the biggest anime right now. Um, in Japan, it's the most watched anime. Right. You go to you go to Universal Studios over there, they have anime like breakdowns, right? Like, yep. like you know, we go to Universal here, you have like minions and all that stuff like that. Over there, you've got One Piece, you've got um Jujutsu Kaisen, which right. just came out, you know, like you know, cool and you know, cool stuff like that. So for me. I, I want to get more into like the grassroots of stuff. There's so many TCGs that are out that are really good that are relatable to shows that are out right now. Right. So for me, it's, you know, I can watch the anime, I can read the manga and then buy the TCG and it's, you know, it's a collector's piece um, for me. It's fun. You know, there is money there though. Like the one piece is going to be huge. Like one piece will definitely take the States by storm when it comes to the TCG. So like, so if I wanted to get into one piece and, get some of the cards that you have, like the ones that have black labeled or dimed. What, what, where do I get those boxes from right now? Like, I think I saw some boxes at uh, target the other day, but, and I meant to text you, but I just, I was like in and out. So it, yeah, I mean, one piece won't be in target yet. Um, again, one piece won't come out in English format until December. Okay. The so late, late December, the cards. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. The TCG, the cards. Um, it, it's coming out late December. One piece will be, and then I think set two is already slated for March. Uh, Bandai's done a really big push for it, so I think there's a tournament coming up here shortly, where because um, <clears throat> the English had a pre-release event like three weeks ago, where you had that English uh, Luffy winner promo that I bought a bunch of and sold. Uh, I was buying those for like 600 bucks, grading okay. them and then selling them for like $1,800. Uh, so pretty good margins there, but there was a given to the, the people that won the event at the shop. So, wow. you know, you'd go to a local shop and they'd have it. So there's a good amount of them. Um, what's cool with the upcoming one is that they're going to host <clears throat> another event and you had to go undefeated in the event. My buddy told me, <clears throat> and you'll win this Luffy car that's serial numbered. And I want to say it's out of 250 or out of 500, um, copies which is pretty you know pretty rare for tcg to ever have serial numbered cards and bandai's putting a lot of effort into one piece and i think they're going to do a lot of stuff that's going to turn a lot of heads um in the, in the card world because now you're talking about serial numbered promos from championships or are you going to start inserting serial number cards into your boxes you know like that would be a right. game changer so someone like you that have all these rare cards why, why don't you build the deck and go win one first of all, I don't have the time to, to, to go do that. Here, tell my wife, oh yeah, I'm going to play some games. Um, <laughs> I'll, right. I'll, I'll let other, I'll let other people do that. Um, but no, like I, I have an appreciation for it. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. 100%. Uh, if, if you handed me uh, a deck, but I know how to play. Absolutely not. I mean, there are people that play this game. They're dedicated to it. Uh, if you know how to play one TCG, what people told me for the most part, you could play and adapt to other ones. Uh, I just never got into it from the playing format. I've always been more of a collector uh, because I enjoy like the animes and the mangas, like I mentioned earlier. Right. Um, 
so I wouldn't know how to play, you know, like I'd have to learn, um, it'd be a learning curve and I'm not, I'm not going to want to, you know, go into these TCG shops and you know right. play every Friday and Saturday night. Well, I mean, since you're in Tampa, I think the only right thing for us to do is for me to trade back that Wander Heritage True Blue Auto to you <laughs> for one of these one piece cards. And then you can just sell the Wander to whoever in Tampa. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, that works out because I'm such a Wander fan still, right? Well, that's the main reason why I wanted to ask. <laughs> yeah, I got kissed my ass. <laughs> he signed all that stuff, by the way, this week. Yeah, he can still kiss my ass. So Carter texted me and was like, hey, I think he signed everything. I was like, cool, I don't really want any of it. Um, can we get a discount or for free? Like, what's the deal? <laughs> yeah, I doubt that's happening. Yeah, and I can't just stiff Carter, but we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Damn, the TCG stuff's cool. I just need to get something for Donnie. I think you know, for my son, if I can get him something for Christmas, that'd be cool. So, so like for me, I've shifted my focus to to like the rarity stuff of the of the uh, TCG spectrum. Um, obviously, one of the things you could do that is by getting like trophy cards. What a trophy card is is something from like a tournament. Um, so you know, Dragon Ball will have their national tournament in December. What that is, is the entire region. So it'll be North America. Um, it's North America's that? finals. It, it's going to be in Orlando, actually. Oh, nice. You're going to go? Yeah, so I'm going to go up. I want to go up there with some cash to try to buy some stuff. Um, you know, again, won't play. Yet. So to even get to the Nationals, you have to be invited because you have to play multiple tournaments. So right. you, have, you have your local tournaments. Then you have um, like a regional within the states right multiple regionals so like, like florida georgia stuff like that and then you have to win those to then get invited to go to nationals and once you're at nationals day one on saturday everyone will play out and then they will only advance 32 to the quote-unquote final day right and then the final day comes and from that 32 they cut that down to 16 once you get cut down to 16 that's when you start to get really valuable cards uh, so you'll get top 16 metal card, which is a trophy card. You get a top 16 paper card of that metal card. Mm. So you get two really valuable pieces. So the, the advantage or, um, the reason why you want to advance is because you'll be able to get stuff that you could sell for that has good money and value, uh, towards it. So how do you like, how do you walk in there and evaluate how much to offer these guys? You know, it's um, it's it's a very niche market when it comes to the high end stuff. All right, there's only a handful—I don't want to say handful, but probably a couple handfuls of people that are buying these items. Uh, if you don't buy certain things quick, you're just not going to see it again because it goes into collectors' hands. Uh, so you have the top 16, right? Those those remember now. It's you have the national scale. Um, I think seven different regions across the globe. So you've got North America, South America, Europe. Asia, but you know, you got all these right. different regions. Um, so they also have the same cards. I think, I think only one region has a different language. So you'll have six American English copies, uh, you know, of each card. So wow. once you're at top 16, so multiply that times seven, right? You have all those cards available around the globe at, at one point, but then it gets, it gets interesting is once you get to top three, once you get a top three, that's when you've, you've made it uh, in, in the Dragon Ball tournament. Now you can get, uh, now you do get placement one through third. And placement one through third is that you get a gold card. 
that mm. my gold card is the most sought after particular card in, in Dragon Ball collecting because it's a true trophy card, right? So, you know, you see these Pokemon trophy cards that go for millions of dollars, the illustrators, one, two, right. three, all that. So this is Dragon Ball's adaptation of that. Have you um, had one? The gold ones? Yeah. Yeah. So I had, I had a gold one when I was collecting uh, back in 2018. I got one that was 2019. But back then, dude, I paid twenty five hundred dollars for it. Right. Uh, you know, now that card's selling for twenty thousand dollars. Wow. So I actually just got a gold in. I got a, a gold Vegeta from twenty twenty one. I posted it on my page already. Um, I got another gold Vegeta from twenty nineteen coming in from Australia, and then I got a gold second place Shinron coming in from Chile um, as well. So I've, I just acquired three golds. Uh, so I wanted to make sure that I can, you know, keep climbing up that, that ladder to, it's just fun again. You know what I mean? Like I'm so are those raw, those are all raw and you're going to send them in the BGS or you're not. So sure the Vegeta, I, the Vegeta I have in hand now is a BGS 10 gold. Um, the mm-hmm. one that comes in from Australia is also a BGS 10. And then the other one's a raw copy. Um, so, you know, once you get to the, the top three, you're going to get a gold card. Right. And then with that gold card you get a paper version of that that has a stamp that says first second third on the card so those two cards are really valuable um i know last year at nationals i'm going to say the gold cards were selling for like twenty thirty thousand dollars each um originally yeah so i mean they're they're sought after i mean there's only six copies of each one in the world right um but now the thing is is that so last year was dragon ball's first world's um so you took the winner from each region uh america north america had they they took two it took first and second just because it's so popular in north america uh, there's more gamers that play the game here or you know players so they took all the winners from around the region second only second place from north america and then they took them to a world tournament uh the world tournament is the best the best right so it's only the winners um, right and you're competing from there on, on a grand scale. And that's actually where I got that black label set is from that world's tournament. Um, so that was their first world. Uh, Pokemon has a world tournament as well. And, you know, to me, it's like, I want to get an early, early entry because, you know, those cards are huge and yeah. they did, they did gold card as well, but their gold card was a one-on-one because it was the world champion, right? The guy that won. Um, and it was based off of, the grail card in dragon ball that you could pack pull which is awakened power um which is the one with goku's blasting down the middle yep. like that's that's a card that was going through the roof for a while uh, and that's in a gold format and that card is you know my buddy over in hong kong owns it and he's had offers north of 100 grand on it already so the guy like the cards that's amazing but the guy that won like, can we go to his Instagram and he's got like a hundred thousand followers, or is it just some random dude that plays dude, in his mom's basement? I mean, some of these guys have like three hundred followers, four hundred followers. You know, wow. it's um, and then the collector has five thousand followers. You know, right, six thousand right. followers. You know, the, these guys. I mean, they they enjoy the game and they're they're making money, right? Think about it. You play you play a TCG, you're probably sponsored. So these guys get sponsored by by shops. Right. So the so the decks are free. They get free product from Bandai because they've won. So they get free booster boxes and stuff like that. Um, you know, get all this product that you win. I mean, those. Uh, so at World Tournament, let's say that you won first place, right? Mm-hmm. That card there 
let's just say $80,000, the gold one, right? He sells it for $80,000. Then he has the the 12 card set, which is what I have in black label, all raw. He sells out for $12,000 raw. Uh, He got, you know, another gold card that he sold for $40,000. I mean, at the end, I mean, you start adding this up. They're cleaning up, yeah. Exactly. And, and, And I think that's, you know, that's the thing. It's almost like, the video game guys now get paid pretty well, right? Insane um, and, amount of money. Yeah, and TCG, that's their incentive is is to win these prizes to be able to sell them and, right. and make their money. I mean, those the video game guys, like the, what is it, uh, Phase or whatever, like they got their YouTube channels, the Twitch channels. I mean, they're raking in the dough. But like, and, so like your 12 card set, the black label set, do you still have it? Number one. Oh, of course, yeah, yeah. So, what's the plan with that? Are you trading it for a Ferrari or another Porsche? <laughs> nah, man. I mean, honestly, I don't. Shit, I don't know, man. Um, one of the cards in the set, everyone's thinking that it's like the main card. Right. They're thinking that card alone is in that fifty thousand dollar range already. Wow. So you know, and, and everyone knows that I have that set now in in the TCG space, uh, just because it's such a crazy accomplishment to be able to complete that all in black label. Um, I don't know. I, I, if someone offered me, you know, 130, 140 grand cash for it, I'd probably move it. Um, but there's a lot of time and effort to be able to do something like that. Right. Right. So I, I guess, um, nationals next year, are you going to go? The, for Dragon Ball or for the Ooh, national cards, card cards, show? Right. Chicago, I think. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm going. Yeah. You should be going too, right? Yeah. I think so. If, if yeah. certain things shake out, I think we'll all be going, but it's, so you should definitely have that displayed, right? Oh, yeah. No, I plan on it. I actually was um, talking to a buddy the other day to see when the next Collecticon is. Uh, that's like the TCG type of deal. I right. think they do like a traveling show, but I want to go to like the one that's the bigger one and kind of do like a setup display. I mean, I've, I've definitely been building kind of a cool arsenal to bring, that's for sure. Way cooler than my baseball pro- prospects. Yeah. Dude, I, <clears throat> I don't know what it is. I've been like obsessed with uh... – I've been like honing in on certain baseball prospects and, and for whatever reason, it's been uh CJ Abrams lately, but not his Bowman stuff, like all his rookie stuff. So I think people are um, sleeping on that. They released all his rookie stuff because they released it late this year. And normally they don't do that. Yeah. Well, they, they released it late and he didn't play well and they, they demoted him. So, you know, there's an opportunity there for sure. I just, you know, it's, listen, I, I love sports cards. Um, I love the, the hobby as a whole. I just, I just, I'm having more fun right now yeah. with, with TCG than I am with sports because um, the wax prices, they're coming down on sports cards. And until they're they at a point, be. yeah, they should be. And until they're at a point where I feel like it's worth the ripping again, right. um, you know, I'll probably continue what I'm doing, I'm doing now. Right. But, you know, if, if boxes get back to two, three hundred dollars, four hundred dollars, I mean, that'd be awesome. I would enjoy that. A hundred percent. No, I, I haven't bought ripped a box of cards besides like retail trash. And I don't know how long it's just hard for me. Like you said, um, with select being eight hundred bucks, it's like I'm I'm not going to rip that when I can buy a Bobby Witt Chrome rookie card. Right with an auto on it for 800 bucks. I'd rather just do that and take my chances grading that than searching for one. But yeah, I agree with you, dude. I mean, I got, I got hose on a tops Chrome baseball case that I got. And that was easily the worst financial decision I've ever made that, in the hobby. And I don't make many. And that one was bad. I know. That and it was, bad. it was like, and like, what was that? That was when it first released. So it was like three grand for a case, three grand for a case. I probably got, 
$250 worth of value. And what are the cases doing now? They're like half that, aren't they? Oh, my God. They're worse. I mean, I went to the shop the other day, and they're, they can't even get rid of the Topps Chrome. You can't and, they, and they can't even and – and it's like quadruple what the print run, run was like three years ago. Yeah, it's trash, man. I remember ripping Top Chrome years ago, and it was fucking awesome. I'm getting Tatis greens, and I'm getting silvers of Vlad, and I'm getting all of this. And it was – you're probably, I, hit, I ripped a whole hobby case of Topps Chrome, and I got three Wander rookie bases. That's it. No color, nothing else. Three Wander rookie bases. That's crazy. I – I don't know who that asshole was that sent you the link for the case, but probably delete his, him. His name is Breaking Wax Don. <laughs> that is that is who his name is, and you know, uh, it's, I, it's, I will never take financial advice from him when it comes to buying baseball cards again. It's it was a hundred percent my fault, and like now that <laughs> now now like hindsight's everything, and looking back on it, I'm like we should have known it was bad when Tops offers a case on their website. Well, the problem was is that. Not the problem. The reason why I did jump on it is because people were pre-ordering those cases for like forty five hundred dollars, right. five grand. And then when it came up for three, I was like, okay, well, this is probably the, the bottom that it will be at. Um, you know, and when I got it, and then all of a sudden people started ripping it and saying it's a murder scene and this, that, and the other. And no SPs. We forgot to put the SPs. I mean, come on, man. And then they sent me my packs. My packs were terrible. Oh my gosh. They were ah, they were terrible. So Insta trading cards, um, I did a case, Padres again. I took Padres with him. He He's a, a super stand-up guy, and he was like, listen, there's no SPs in here. I'm sorry, I'll refund the people that were chasing the SPs, so like <clears throat> Kansas City, the Padres, uh, Detroit, and then, of course, Tampa. He's like, I'll either refund you or you can have the same spot in the next case for free. And I was like, damn, Eric, you don't have to do that. Like, it's our own stupidity, too, for, like, buying into it, thinking we even had a chance. But knowing that we had zero chance, I guess I understand where you're coming from, like, good customer uh, relations or customer service or whatever you want to call it. But, like, so then I was like, and then the silver pack thing came out. I was like, you know what? Don't refund me. Just give me the Padres again in another case. Dude, not one C.J. Abrams in two cases. And what is it, 24 silver packs were all base, vet base. Yeah, no, they're... It was terrible. So I see people pulling Bryce Harper, right? Rookie autos, Wander autos, Acuna. I'm like, where is this coming from? Yeah, because I mean, I'm over here getting skunked. It was literally the worst ripping I have ever had in my entire life. You'll you'll never hit anything out of a silver pack moving forward. I'm not I'm not a conspiracy theorist at all, but 110 distributors. I, I doubt card shops. Maybe. They're definitely weighing those packs to see which ones have the hits in them. No one will ever hit a hit out of one of those just randomly. There's no way. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think the whole um, – that was a terrible look for Tops. Tops, yeah. <clears throat> it's funny. Is uh, I bought a Tops Now. It's a Wander Relic Day call-up card last year, right? Tops Now. To 25 it was like 800 bucks. Still haven't gotten that back. <laughs> I bought a Tops Now – uh, Otani to 10 MVP, which I think was a thousand bucks. That still hasn't come in. The other day, I, I asked the lawyer, I was just like, Can we sue them? <laughs> like, how can they just keep two thousand dollars of my money and then hundreds of other people's and not say anything or give a fuck? It's crazy. You can't do it's, business like that anywhere else. Yeah, well, it's a monopoly. You know, it's like right now I have a Lamello tie dye select auto sitting. 
in right. queue with Panini. When the hell am I going to get that, man? And what are you going to give me that's going to be close to that value? And I've lost mm. value. So oh, we, you a know, ton. I paid four grand for the card. I think I saw right. one on eBay the other day for $2,500 because guys not signing them. So like, well, what are we the, supposed to do? Well, so right. And that's, I don't know if you saw my post the other day with the Eric Berry rookie card they sent me. So I had two Josh Allen Jaguars defensive end select. One was a tie-dye auto and the other one was a white to 35 RPA. They're Josh Allen. I'm a Jags fan. But I've only been waiting two, maybe three years for those. <laughs> Top, tops, tops took it upon themselves though to re- fulfill those. Panini. I didn't get a, I didn't, or yeah, Panini. I didn't get an email saying that they were uh, redeemed or replaced. I just got an email saying it was fulfilled and they were on the way. Well, so you're one, thinking that you're getting the cards that you want that I wanted, right? Like those are PC cards for me that I would just grade and keep or whatever, and like. One comes, it's the Eric Berry one. The other one got damaged in transit. FedEx is holding it. And can I get a hold of anyone at Panini? No, I have to spend the next two months emailing them night and day to get hopefully get a response. But I have other redemptions that are two years older that are just sitting there. Like, why did they decide these two that they were just all of a sudden going to send fucking cards that nobody wants? Well, dude, I mean, we... Me and a couple people had uh, a couple guys had gone in and uh, purchased some blockchain cards, obviously, uh, right. months ago. National Treasures, and it was a Shield RPA, uh, Justin Fields, um, on card auto. You know, it, it's, it says on there blockchain eight to 12 weeks. Justin Fields hasn't signed yet. You look, there's none of his RPAs from NT have been signed. So we're just sitting in limbo on a shield auto. He's playing pretty decent right now. We could probably sell it for some good profit or we could have definitely before season. Yeah. Um, so what he starts, you know, shit in the bed and the car becomes useless. So it's like, you know, like what are you supposed to do, man? I mean, come on. Like, I, I know you got to get these guys to sign the cards and stuff, but don't sell a card if he's not going to sign. Yeah. I'm, <clears throat> I've said this before and I always fucking don't do what I say, but I'm, I'm over the quarterback thing completely. I mean, I, 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 I think there will always be money in the quarterback thing. I right. just think that you have to sell it before season. That's always been my motto is to sell before season. Um, people are taking some baths right now, especially at Mac Jones. Oh, my gosh. I, I never feel bad for a Patriots fan, but I do right now because people are getting slaughtered with the Mac Jones stuff. And I, I'm a believer in T-Law, and I like Zach Wilson. Um but you know, I, I think I think what's going to happen is Mac Jones people, which was a lot that were buying a lot, investing in him, are going to get burned, and I, I think you're going to see a retraction from people spending that type of money in the future on on these QB. I mean, look at Kyler Murray; people spent a lot of money on Kyler, and he is, hasn't really done well, and his stuff's down too. I mean, Josh right. Allen's up, right? Right? I mean, Mahomes is still down a little bit, but Josh Allen's up. Cool. You got one quarterback that's up tremendously. Right. Um, and Mahomes stuff is, is still, I think, overall down compared to where it was. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, you saw yeah. the gold vinyl, like that came down a couple hundred thousand dollars, I think. Yeah. It's, it's a, like, I mean, I think I talked about it with somebody else, but like Pete with, you know, high end Kyler, like the only good thing with him is he is smart and he was like, I'm in the green no matter what happens. He, so, yeah. He's caught, he, he sold enough to where his cost basis is all, 
profit right. now. Right. So you know, he like, has insane Kyler correction collection yeah. still. So yeah. And that like for me, that's why I like the TCG, right? Like there's those gold trophy cards. Like that's the only card of that card, right? Like right. you've got how many rookie cards of Josh Allen and how many rookie cards of Mahomes? Like that's where things get a little muddled, you know. Some people make these posts now, like, oh, well, there's there's only a hundred and something um total, you know, it cards of Peyton Manning rookie. And then you've got thousands upon thousands of, of T Law and uh you know the law of attraction, right? People want what's new. They want what's right. what's hot. Right. Um, it's the hype train. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but we talked about it before. I think you know there's still mo- there's always gonna be money to made, but you gotta be smart about it. Um it's the base and the silvers. I mean, silver still hold weight, but the base and the silver's going away. Like, if you're gonna grade the flip, you need to be buying numbered stuff. And there, and to your point, there's so much numbered stuff. Like, just be smart about it. Um, I, I think if if and when, because it's it's not a matter if uh, we're seeing it happen. If wax price, when wax prices come down a little bit, and grading fees become cheaper and quicker on return. I think you will start to see some good margins again in, in that rip and in, in grade uh, sector. Will you see what we had before? Probably not. No. I don't think we ever will. Um, the economy is only going to get worse. I'm not an economist. I'm not going to sit here and tell you blah, blah, right. and all these things. Um, but you just have to be blind or dumb not to realize that that is inevitable, that next year will be not great. Um, and, and I think that you're seeing some of these people starting to realize that, right? I think some of these big cards are being sold again um, in, in a short period of time from the last time they purchased it because they see on the horizon, okay, well, I think these will continue to fall. Let me try to take my loss now before my loss turns from, you know, one X of a loss into a three X of a loss. So let right. me just take this now and, and, and sit back with this, these funds to reinvest when things do become uh, a little bit cheaper next year. I mean, there's going to be great opportunities to buy some really, really good stuff next year. Probably I'd imagine uh, because people are trying to get out and liquidate. There's, I mean, there's still good stuff to buy. Like, for example, um, the smartest thing I did this year was not grade any Wander base anything. I think, I, you know, his PSA 10s were dropping steadily from 100 to 75 to 60. I think they're like 30 bucks now for a, t- a flagship PSA 10. But on the flip side of that, you can buy a Bobby Witt Jr. SP flagship. They were three, four hundred bucks when they dropped. They're seventy-five to sixty-five bucks now. So I think that's a card. You want to take a risk on something, then buy a couple of he had a fantastic year. Hey, just shout got, out to Bobby Witt, my man, flow motion. Love him. Respect so, him. But you know, but Bobby had a phenomenal year. He got overshadowed by um J Rod, but like I, I have no problem buying ten of those and grading them. That's sixty-five yeah. or seventy-five bucks. You know what I mean? So yeah. Just gotta be smart about it, but man, the TCG stuff, I like it. I just there's just so much, and like I don't have that ability like you to hone in on stuff. But uh it's a blast though, man. It's fun to rip. Um the great they're better quality cards, so you're able to get black labels, hopefully. Right. So the uh I bought like a bunch of old Pokemon cards for me like two years ago, and I graded some, and then I still have a bunch here I didn't even go through. But the other day, um, Drew collects. Is it Drew collects? Let me make sure I get this right. Hold on, because I I've been sending all my PSA and BGS stuff through him because he just 
he wants the volume, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, he doesn't do it for everybody. So I've just been sending it to him and he fires it off and it's easy. But uh, hold on, let me read what he said to me. So the other day they were like, hey, we need <clears throat> another TCG card. Does anybody have one they want to grade? And uh, and I was like, yeah, I got something here. I got some a bunch of stuff from Brandon. I'll just throw in. Yeah, it's Drew Collects. And uh, so he writes me, sends a picture of it. And he's like, what is this? And I'm like, I have no fucking clue what that is. <laughs> and uh, he goes from online. It's a 1996 Knocked Owl. I'm like, cool, man. Just throw it in there. You guys needed one. I literally just grabbed it and threw it in the box. I hope it works out. And he was like, man, this card is a PSA 9. It's like 400 bucks. And I was like, yeah, it's literally been getting thrown around from box to box for the last two years. I don't even know what it is, but it sounds good. So I, I guess I need to go through that stuff I got from you. Yeah, I mean, I, I know I sold you some good stuff in there. Um, and again, since pricing's coming down, uh, it's a great time. I think the TCG option is, what, 16 bucks a card right now? Right. Yeah, it's like shit. 15. Why not? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I would send them all in, honestly. I was because I was this close to sending the SGC. And then PSA was like, bulk is back, 18 bucks. I was like, goodbye, everybody else. It's all like, yes. I just see you sent, later. I just sent a hundred baseball cards to bulk because I'm like, if I don't get them until next baseball season, that's perfect. So here yeah. you go. I mean their their turnaround times would be are pretty good right now. So really good. It's definitely worth it. Yeah, it's worth it. I mean, the BGS stuff that I sent out, dude, they were like $25 a card. And I think I got done in like four weeks. That's fucking awesome. That is awesome. Did they announce? Um, yeah, I actually just sent a bunch of NASCAR cards to BGS, actually. Like uh, Tony Stewart. NASCAR? Richard Petty, the king. You don't know anything about NASCAR? Yeah, I mean, I I know the, the names, but you lost me. Uh, it was, it was, ago. it was, uh, like there was like some NT breaks. I didn't buy into any of them, but I saw how sure. cheap, like, uh, these champions were for like their, uh, relic auto so, on card. So you're, an, you're anti F1. I'm not anti F1. Cool. No, I'm not anti F1. I just don't watch it. It's far better and superior than NASCAR. You watch F1? I don't watch F1, but I was about I, to say, um, don't lie right to my face on my show. No, I don't watch F1. <laughs> I don't watch F1 at all. However, I do follow like, the Porsche stuff, right? With the yeah, with uh, their F one races, but that's about it. How do they do an F one? But there's there's more driving involved in that, huh? I know. I think they're in F two or some shit like that. Um, <laughs> you know more about it than I do. Fuck you. <laughs> no, but there's more driving skill involved in F one yeah. there is in riding around in a circle on a NASCAR track. Like, I mean, it's I, it's I'll not even comparable. No, it's not comparable at all. I just, you know, growing up in Northeast Florida, NASCAR is a thing, and no, I get it. Yeah, I don't. Like I don't probably, watch it. You probably had all the jackets. It. You probably had the M M&M and M jacket one too, and the and the Dale Earnhardt Jr. one, the Oreo cookie one. You know, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You had them too, and you didn't even watch NASCAR. No, I didn't. I did have them. I think I had a Jeff Gordon one. <laughs> no, you did not have a Jeff Gordon one. Nobody's a Rainbow Warrior. Oh fan. yeah, bro. I was I was killing that. That's my buddy Joe. He he's a diehard Jeff Gordon fan, and uh, I was like, man, that must have been rough as a kid. He was like, it was rough, and he was like, you know, I became a Jeff Gordon fan because I got like a car randomly for my birthday when I was like six or seven, so I just stuck with it. He's like, I didn't know I was going to be called every f word in the book going to races (laughs) as a little kid wearing a rainbow jacket, and I was like, oh my gosh, I was probably one of those people. 
But yeah, yeah I, like going to a NASCAR race is cool. I don't watch it on TV at all. So I I would enjoy F one go in person more than I would NASCAR. Yeah, I think we should go to the Rolex in uh, Daytona when they have it. That's all Porsches and stuff. Yeah, and Sebring has a good one too. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I definitely next year I want to get more into that. Uh, I'm probably going to take my car to the track a couple times next year, and you know take a couple of driving school lessons for stuff like that. Uh, that's one of my to do list for 2023 is to get more in tune with the in and outs of how to race on a track with my car. That's rich people stuff, you know that, right? It's not really rich people stuff. It's it's uh, you know why it is because you insurance doesn't cover that. So I know it doesn't. My uncle races on the track with his rich friends, and that's what I was like. What happens when you? Re-? He's like, what? I'm like, what happens when you when you wreck? And he was like, nothing. You eat it. You eat it. Yeah. He's that's like, why you get cup cars. It's separate from your street car. The cup car is is only legal to to be on the track. Uh, they're cheaper to fix because it's lighter weight. They don't have all like you know what you have in your regular car with you know the leather here and this that, and the other. Right. It's bare and bone. So. Fixed, you know, cup cars not that expensive, and plus they're not that expensive either. You could probably get a couple of cup cars for like, you know, 50, 60 grand. I know that does sound like a lot, but for a cup car, it's not terrible. Where you right. can take it to the track and, and beat up and stuff. Dude, I I really like the white Porsche. Um, I really like the silver one you had too, though. It's Porsche, but yeah. Sorry, Porsche. Excuse me. It's like fucking air falls. Excuse me. It's it's the snob thing to say. Um, I I love I love it. it was a nine nine seven turbo for people that don't know. Uh, it was a two thousand seven. I liked it. it. Was it was it was optioned out nicely. So like when you start to get into these type of cars, it's about how people build them from factory. It's not right. about mod. It's not about modifications after right. Like they want everything done through the manufacturer. That's what makes the collectability pretty good. So it had the full ceramic brakes on it, which was a great upgrade. Um, I, I love the car. The car was fast, man. I did do a lot of mods to it. I had it up to about like 720 horsepower after I, I put, you know, headers, air intake, exhaust, uh, and tuned it. And that thing was fucking fast. Yeah, I'll take one of those. Hopefully, you know, in the next two years, everything's as successful as I think it will be. And then just park my next years. It'll be good. Dude, that, I mean, that car was fast, but it was also scary because the the 997 is a pretty raw car um and you feel a lot in it and it you feel like you're in a very small space in that car where, where my 991 gt3 is a little bit comfier a little bit bigger oh, um, really? you know when, yeah it is I, you, when you come down and you're driving it with me you're gonna be like, oh it's actually bigger than i thought it would be i mean there's no back seats in that car i mean it's it's you know right. two-seater the, the turbo does have small baby seats back there um but the, yeah, the 991, the GT3 is just so much fun. It's such an engaging car, you know, um, banging gears, upshifting, downshifting, and feeling it and hearing it. It's far more engaging of an experience than the turbo is. That's awesome. Yeah, I don't want to ride, though. I want to drive, so. <laughs> you want to drive, huh? Does, well, does so, the wife drive? Do you let the wife drive? it? If she's, she's like, bro, I'm going to the store? She's terrified. She won't drive it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, and I'm, I've tried to get her to drive the turbo when I had it, and she wouldn't. And I said I'm a little bit more cautious with the GT3 than I was the turbo because the GT3 is literally an inch and a half, two inches off the ground. Right. Uh, so if you don't know how to, you know, get up uh, into a driveway or out of a driveway or you know, into you know anything like that, you could really fuck the car up. Right. Right. 
I mean, I get to the point. I mean, get to the point where I'm like one wheel's off the ground, and then it goes. Yeah, yeah. I don't want. I just want to go straight, so I don't want to navigate anything. <laughs> um, what? So I've, I've always had the mindset that like I want to celebrate my friend's success and be happy. Like I'm always happy for you, and like I'll like I see all the black label. I'm at work, and I'm like, damn, this dude is knocking it out of the park. How do you deal with? Because I know every once in a while you share, but like. Why is there so many weirdos and why do they come after you for like no reason? I just, I don't get it. I don't know, man. I've, um, the world's a very large and vast place with a lot of different people and different personalities. So I try to give people the benefit of doubt that sometimes they're just, you know, socially awkward or they don't know how to have a conversation. So you perceive it a certain way. Um, and then sometimes there's some hateful people out there, which I don't yeah. understand. I mean, I don't have a huge following and I don't, I'm not one of those guys that wants to have a quote unquote following. I'm not, you know, a quote unquote influencer or anything like that. I'm far from that. I just share my everyday experiences on Instagram. Like my Instagram is my personal life and my hobby and things that I like. Right. So you'll see videos of my kids. You'll see pictures of my kids. You'll see, you know, out to dinner, you'll see my cards, my cars, like stuff like that. Like that's what you'll see from me. And I'm, you know, some people think that, you know, I had someone not too long ago that thought I was like, you know, showboating and this, that, and the other. I was like, dude, this is just my life, my way to express it. And if someone wants to follow me and, uh, you know, have conversations, because I like when people DM me um, from a story post, like, oh, dude, that's awesome, this, that, and the other. And we might have a, a like similarity. Right. Whether it's, a, it's the cars or the kids and we'll have a conversation from there. I build relationships that way. Yeah, I, yeah, people are weird. I, I have two separate accounts, but yeah, I think I think people appreciate that you have everything on one, and it's just you know what you do and what you got going on. But like, I don't. That was like maybe a week or two ago. Bobby posted that <clears throat> that John Madden ticket that he has the debut uh, summer all and Madden ticket was going to Heritage Auction. So, like I said, like I like supporting my friends, so I reposted it. Like it's cool. I think it's really cool. I think it's a uh, you know, RIP John Madden, but that makes it even more significant now that he passed away. And I haven't seen an, another one nor a graded one. And somebody like messaged me. They don't, this is the weird part too, is they don't follow me. I don't follow them. And they're like messaging me saying like, how can it be valued that high? It's not a rare ticket. And like wanting to argue with me. And I'm like, dude, I, and I must've said it three times. Like, Hey, it's not my ticket. It's my buddy's ticket. I didn't set the evaluation heritage did at six grand to start off. What's the problem? I mean, it, it is a rare ticket. It's, it's a pop one. So, right. <laughs> well, that's what he was like. It's not rare. And I said, well, that's fine that you don't think it's rare. I'm sorry that you have them or you own some. I'd like to see Buy me another one. Buy right. And I one. was like, so not only like there's something to be said for pop one and being first in line, like there's always something to be said to be the first one. Right. Like the poor guy that paid a thousand bucks for the Wander paper PSA 10, the first one, like that, that's how things work. Um, yeah. I just don't get it, man. People are so weird. Yeah. I mean, I, I, again, I try to give people the benefit of the doubt. Um, you know, I had actually had a situation today unrelated to sports. It was with my company, I had an employee of mine that his sister just passed away this week and he has to travel this weekend tomorrow actually to her funeral. Right. unexpected it was unexpected death okay you know he's 31 so i'm assuming sister's in that range of, of right. age so it's very unexpected and he was at a job today and you know this this um 
this guy's property manager of this building was just very rude to him and kept on like harassing him, move your truck, do this, do that. And, like really talking down to him. My guy just snapped yeah. and, and uh, he called me and you know, this, this, this property manager is one of those guys that like, you know, it's like a Karen, you know, he called the cops and all this and it wasn't oh, me. He didn't need to be that way. And the cop was like, no, like let them finish their job and they'll leave this, that and the other. So I spoke right. with the gentleman I said, Hey, listen, I don't think that was necessary. Um, and he was saying, Oh, this, that, and the other, look, you know, he, the guy's going through a tough week this week. You know, I apologize on his behalf. It doesn't excuse the behavior because at the end of the day, bro, like, you know, you own a business and you still have to, right. you know, be respectful, even though the person is in the wrong um, for the way that he treated my employee throughout that duration before my employee said something. And I told him, like, look, you know, you just don't know what's going on in his life. Right. And you right. kind of push him to the edge. And he, you know, he tells me, well, he shouldn't have been working then. I go, sir, I, listen, again, I'm going to, I'm going to disagree with you. Um, there's only so much you can handle if you got something going on in your life and someone keeps pressing right. your buttons. And unfortunately you press the buttons, you push somebody. So for me, you know, you don't know what someone's going through. Right. And like, with, right. you know, with, with the employee, you know, his, his sister had passed away and he ended up snapping on somebody where, you know, someone may have lost some money or, 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 you know, took some investment advice from somebody else. Now they have this disdain towards people on the internet and they just want to take it out on you. Right. Like you don't know what they're coming from. You don't know what's going on know why they're maybe upset or miserable for that day that moment they took it out on you and i just you know I, you see me like my response is like i'll, I'll troll you and I'll, I'll mess around with you right but, right you know I, i'm not gonna you know curse at you or scheme at you or yada yada i'm not gonna block you i don't even block people um so i mean it, I'll, it's, I'll it block sucks people like that but you know i i haven't i haven't blocked anyone except for a couple like scammers right. um that's about it but I've never blocked anybody, dude. I don't give a shit. You can follow me, not follow me. I don't really give a fuck. Right, right, right. Yeah, no, I mean, and then even with this guy, I told him like three or four times, like, dude, I, I don't know what you want from me. Like, why are you complaining to me? I don't own the card. I'm not Heritage. It's my friend's card. I'm stoked for him. I don't know what you want from me and why you keep going on and on. Like, it's really weird. But yeah, no, I agree. I only block... I block people sometimes. Like uh, I got you're a blocker. I can, I can tell you're no. You're, I, yeah, I don't know. It depends on who it is. Like uh, I don't even want to say I don't even want to say his name or his account. <laughs> but I blocked I blocked him just because of his stupidity. Like bro, like don't you're come a talk blocker. To me. You're not. a blocker, dude. Yeah, you are. You're 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 a freaking keyboard <laughs> warrior. No. Shooting off shooting off blocks and reports and shit. Yeah, if uh. Sure. <laughs> I would love for some of these folks to come say the things they say to me online in person. Oh, they, of course they wouldn't, man. Come on, no. dude. No, I, they on, wouldn't. It, it's like uh, ridiculous. Like, what was that guy, uh, Retro Boomin? Like, he was going off on me. And I'm like, dude, so you know what's crazy is that he was always really kind and polite to me whenever he would message me. He always showed me love. And then all of a sudden, like, I just started seeing, like, all this crazy stuff from, like, my friends, like, you and other people. Like, oh, this guy's, you know, not all that great. So I actually did block him. <laughs> yeah, well, well, dude, like, he, I, you know, with him, it started off with he wanted uh, me to give him product to talk about my account. And I was like, I'm good. And, like, he got offended to me saying I'm good. So whatever. But yeah, I've seen like the just the all the racist stuff that comes out of his account and like the ridiculousness. Yeah, I mean, when you start talking about kids and stuff like that, that's kind of right. like that's my draw the line. Right. Um, right. you know, you don't mess with a man's family. Uh, you listen, you you can dog me all day long. 
you can chew on me, you can clown me, I'll clown back and we'll play around. But the moment you start talking about my kids or my wife, that's you've crossed the line. Right. Um, and then I will not long I will no longer just joke around with you. Now it's gonna be serious. Right. Yeah, internet's a weird place. I guess it always will be. Yeah. Um oh, so World Series, who you got? Hmm. Probably the Astros, unfortunately. Oh god. They, they look good though, dude. They do look good, but I hope the Phillies win. I would love for the Phillies to win. Um, it probably will because of the whole economic collapse after every time they won. <laughs> That's a crazy stat. I didn't see that. You haven't seen that? Look it up real uh. quick. It's So every World Series the Phillies have won, the year later has been a massive economic collapse in the U.S. economy. Really? So it's like fate then. <laughs> look at look, look it up real quick. I pro- look oh it up real quick while we sit here, so I don't look like some weirdo conspiracy person. I mean, when let's see, oh, World Series. Jesus, it popped up on Google as like a search item. If Philadelphia Phillies win the World Series, prepare for an economic collapse. <laughs> this is all within the last 10 hours like there's a ton of articles about it yeah dude look at the um the timeline though they'll, they'll go ahead and, and show you timelines yeah, yeah no i see it i see it so i i just want the phillies to win so because uh, because you want an economic collapse way to go what a prick well it actually helps me out uh, <laughs> i don't want to get into details why but yeah it helps me out next year but uh no, I just I like I like Bryce Harper. I always have. I always like the guys that are like, you know, they know they're good and they don't care what you think about it. And I think he's he's changed or tried to change his public perception. But I like I've him. always liked him. He always Me seems too. like a down to earth dude, man. Um, my daughter's name, my youngest is Harper, and she was born February third. So I got a couple Harper jerseys because that's what I wear her birthday. <laughs> right. That's cool. Yes, I wouldn't mind if the Phillies won. Plus, I like Justin Cedar Hollow. So. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, listen, I I would like the Phillies to win. They're a gritty team. It's just I mean, the, the fucking Astros look, you know, pretty strong offensively. Yeah. yeah, the one through nine is looking pretty good, and the pitching is unbelievable. The pitching's pitching's good. Lance McCullers, he went to uh, Jesuit here in Tampa. Oh, nice. I told I told Justin that if the Yankees would have made it, I would have went to the games that he was going to and just met him. So, but that didn't happen, and I'm not going to freaking Phillies Astros World Series. How's Kyler Tucker doing? Pretty good. He's doing yeah, good. He, yeah. He's another uh, Tampa guy. Oh, is he? Is that why Fuddy likes him? Mm-hmm. So Fuddy used to uh, coach him. He went to our high school actually, Plant High School in Tampa, Florida, and then from there he went to uh, Florida. Oh, okay. I didn't realize that. I don't follow. Mm-hmm. I f- follow Florida everything, but the baseball not that much. So yeah, he went to Florida. I don't know where Lance. I think Lance got drafted straight out of high school. He was a really high recruit for, right. for pitching. So yeah, I know there's a bunch of Florida guys in Major League Baseball. So like Pete Alonso is a Florida guy. Um, Another guy from Tampa. Yep. And he yep. went to Jesuit. I mean, uh, went to Plant High School as well. Oh, did he really? Hmm. Were any of those guys in high school when you were in high school? No, they were young players. Yeah, but they were younger than I, the baseball guys. Um, So I had already come and gone. But uh, Fuddy used to help out because he was a pitcher at Plants. He used to go over there and do some stuff with some of these guys. So he still has a good relationship with them. And Fuddy used to work uh, 
in the MLB system, you know, right. the Red Sox and stuff like that. So he was, he always had a connection to baseball. That's what why are, he likes buying Kyler Tucker cards. Th- well, there you go. I'd never asked him, but now it makes sense um, why he had 50 SPs of Kyle <laughs> Tucker or whatever he had at the show that time. What uh didn't um one of the NFL wide receivers work for you, right? One summer? Mm-hmm. He actually plays for the Chiefs right now. He's been killing it. Marcus Valdez Scantling. Right, right. Yeah, yeah great, great. That. Yeah, great kid, man. He worked for me eight years ago, maybe nine years ago. Um, he he was he had signed with trying to think NC State, and the NC State had a coaching change, so he came back to Tampa, went to USF, and that transfer pool. You remember you had to right. sit back in the day. Um, he worked for me for about six months. And great, great, great attitude, great kid, hard worker. Um, I'm super, super, super happy for him and proud of what he's been able to do. And uh, he's just one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet, man. And, you know, when he got traded or signed with uh, the Chiefs, he's been killing it, dude. I think he had 100-something yards uh, catching yeah. for the night. Yeah. I mean, he's filled that void that they're all trying to, you know, fill since Hill left, but. Well, he's a deep threat. I think he runs like yeah. a 4-4 four, four, and he's yeah, like 6-5. Maybe it was on this podcast or another one, but didn't you say he was like telling you at work that he ran like a 4-2-40 and you were like, no, you don't. Yeah, and then I'm like <laughs> looking it up I'm like, all right, cool. I'll go, I'll go fuck myself. <laughs> he, he, come, he comes in one day. We're, we're talking about working out because at that office, I had a gym built out. So, you know, these guys that want to be tough, like, oh, yeah, I bench this and do that. I'm like, all right, cool. Let's go bench. Let's see what you do. You know, I used to straight up nut people <laughs> that right. would come in and talk all this shit and get pinned by, you know, weight. And he comes in, like, oh, he's like, when they were talking, he's like, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm 4.5% body fat. I'm like, that's fucking impossible. What are you talking about? You know, there's no way you can be walking around like that. Um, and sure enough, he just, he just diced, man. I mean, he's, he's an athlete. I mean, he's a right. professional athlete, but right. he took care of his body. Um, Great kid. I'm I'm happy for him. He's a good guy. Yeah, people don't <clears throat> I've said this before, but people don't realize the difference between your uh rec league high school superstar and a professional athlete. It's a huge difference. It's massively comparable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I always I always tell this story because I grew up with Eddie Johnson, so he was a soccer player. Um he got drafted when he was 17. He was on the World Cup team. We grew up together, you know, same middle school, high school. He was like one of my brother's best friend. But that as a freshman, he could run a 4-2-40 with his shoes untied. No problem. Wow. And, yeah. you. Know, I mean, you want to talk about like heads and head and shoulders above everyone else as an athlete. And like he played football, but he was a soccer player. You know what I mean? And like he when I think it was a sophomore year, he went to Bradenton to the U.S. club or the U.S. facility there and that's where he went to high school. So he got drafted when he was 17, but like dude was on the world cup team, you know, as a 19 year old. So just, yeah, I mean, there's no difference. I mean, I, I think in, in sports, there's a few things that happen. I think you have to be obviously talented and gifted. Um, and I think you need to be in the right system. I think right, right place, right time is huge. Um, there's a lot of people that, didn't make it to the league or the professional level because of maybe they're in the wrong coaching scheme or they had an right. issue with so-and-so. Uh, there's a lot of that. You know that, dude. I mean, there's there's yeah. some guys that I play with that were fucking way better and more athletic than guys that I play with that went to the league. You know, e- even on a college level, when I played in college, you know, I, I played against guys that went first round, um, 
you know, and I'm, I'm seeing them compared to some other people I play with. I'm like, yeah, these other guys way better than this guy was, but he had the, the lucky breaks. Right. Right. Yeah. There's a lot of things that have to work out in your favor, but I mean, even like playing basketball, like I would, I could think of kids that in high school that were probably better than anybody on the team, but they could never get their grades right. They didn't show up to school or they just got in trouble or fell into the wrong crowd, you know, and it just never worked out. It's funny because I saw it more in the military when I first joined, when I would play basketball a lot, like you'd see these guys that were like doing 360s, like in pickup games, like, like, why are you in the Navy? Like, or in the <laughs> army, you know, like what is going on? Like, why are you not well, playing somewhere? Well, dude. So I, I played, um, I played football here ago back in the day. Oh yeah. Uh, I played football up at Coffeyville. Yeah, seriously. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> Coffeyville in Kansas, which is a JUCO. It was the top ranked, top 10 JUCO in the nation. And for those that don't know, uh, you know, these JUCOs are set up for just like, you know, Don just said, these kids who can't get their grades right in high school or have some mistakes, and but they're so talented and right. there's so much uh, value to get them in the right direction, not only from like a personal level for like your school to have a good player, but also to help the person out. So these JUCOs will take on these guys, right? And these, and I'm playing with these guys at the JUCO level that have already signed to Florida. They have signed right. to LSU commitments and they've done all these things. And now they're at a JUCO level. So like when I was there, we played against Blinn, which had uh, Cam Newton was there. So you have all these type of players that are playing here. Right. And I'm just, I'll never forget it. We had a kid. Uh, he was from, Louisiana he was all he was all state like he was Mr. Louisiana coming in he was outside linebacker and so was I and he just could not memorize the plays like right didn't didn't care to memorize the plays and at a college level uh, you have to understand the playbook you can't just go out there and play off instinct it's not gonna work um so he just couldn't memorize the plays I did I ended up taking this position they benched him and it was, he wanted to fight me, him and I were getting arguments and fights. And then he ended up fighting the AD in the cafeteria and got sent home. And this kid was a savage. There's no shame in saying, listen, I, I was pretty good. He was better than me. And it's not right. even close. It wasn't close. Right. Uh, he should have been in the league. I mean, he was, you know, like you said, he was out there dunking between the legs, three sixty. and this guy played outside linebacker. Right. So. Right. Right. No, that's a, uh... My buddy in, in the Coast Guard played at uh, Louisiana Tech in Mississippi State, and he played linebacker. Um, he's like twice my size, this guy. And uh, and he would tell me all the time, like just like you said, he was like, look, I wasn't the biggest, the fastest. He's like, obviously, I'm a ginormous human being, but he was like, I understood the playbook. I understood how to make the right angles for tackles, so I played. And he was like, and so many people, like you said, couldn't just understand the basics. So at college, they didn't play because the coaches couldn't trust them to make the right play. Um, but and that was fundamentals are huge when you want to get to the professional level. I mean, you may not be the most athletic, but you also have the fundamentals to make up for it. So, you know, it's that's important. Right. I, I remember there was a when I first joined the Coast Guard, there's this kid we were like playing flag football. He was like six, five, like two forty, two fifty, just shredded. And I was like, what is this dude doing in the coast guard? And come to find out he was like, I forget. He went to like a small college, then signed with the Titans and was on their practice squad for like two or three years or might've, you know, yeah, it was the Titans back then. And, uh, 
but then just had enough and joined the military. But like he would walk by and you'd be like, who is that? And then like, holy <laughs> shit, he's in the Coast Guard. Like what is going on? So Dude, so when, when I started working with College Hunks um, back in 08, 09, they, that was the NFL's lockout, right? I think so, yeah. Yep. So NFL lockout, and we had two guys from the Bucks that went and came work for us. It was awesome. We had a great summer, man. Um, they were both practice squad guys. You know, one was a long snapper, and the other one was a fullback. But they were freaking huge, man. We had a blast working. It's just uh, – you know, it's, 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 it's crazy to see the, it's their job. Right. So like for right. them, like people think that, Oh, you're a professional athlete. Yada, yada. Yes, you are, but that's your job at the end of the day. Like if that job goes away, what are you going to do after that? Right. Um, you know, and having these conversations with these guys, the practice squad players are only making 150, not only, but you know, they're making 150 right. grand, 170 grand in comparison to being a starter. Um, and you can only be a practice squad player for so long. I think you have like a, what, three years that you're able to something like that. Yeah. Yeah, and then after that, you're out. You, they bounce you out because they don't want to give you the benefits that you get, right? So I think if right. you hit four years, you get the benefits. So they cut you off at three on practice squad. You get benefits and you get a check. So yes, yep, right, exactly. Right. Yeah, people don't understand, and that's like when I, when I tell people or people ask me why I didn't play football, I'm like, you gotta understand, like I'm I'm a ginormous human being when you see me in real life, but like I'm like a small tight end in the NFL. I'd be like the bare minimum. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, I mean, there's, there's a lot of guys out there that are, are undersized and, and, and get to the level, but you got, you need everything to fall your way. If, yeah. if you don't have all the talent in the world, like the guy for uh, this last hard knocks, um, I really liked him a lot. The linebacker is like 5'10", 5'11", and he's starting as a rookie, a six-round draft pick. I can't – Matt Rodriguez. The Lions? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I really liked him a lot. Yeah, I like him a lot. Yeah, Rodrigo. So I follow his his stats, bro. He's having a great season for a rookie from six rounds, starting on the Detroit Lions and having like fifteen tackle games. That's that's awesome. And he's not right. he's undersized. He's five ten, right. but he had things go his way. I mean, that's just it just that's just the nature of life, man. Right. No, and that's even in that series in Hard Knocks, the coaches pointed out, and they're just like, dude, you're in where you're supposed to be. You're playing the way you're supposed to be. You're making the right reads, and like goes a long way. Because I mean for a coach to say that on a live TV show with all veterans. And like you said, he's a six round guy. That's not supposed to be there. You know, he's like basically there to be a body for training camp. And they're like, no, we're signing you and you're playing. Well, dude, think about JJ Watt in college, man. He, he walked on to Wisconsin. He was, he was a pizza delivery guy. Well, at Wisconsin. I I see. I didn't know that. That's crazy. Yeah, man. I mean, like you just, you just need to bust your ass have a great work ethic because that's what JJ Watt did. JJ Watt has an unbelievable motor and you know, he's, he willed his way to where he's at now. So JJ Watt is, he's underrated too. Like I I saw where uh, maybe a couple months ago now, but someone asked TJ Watt who he thought was better and is, will have a better career. And he was like, Oh, it's not even close. He's like, my brother, He's like, for whatever reason, is like, he's like, I don't know if it's the longevity, but he's like, my brother had an unbelievable career. He's continuing to have an unbelievable career, and people don't realize how great my brother. He was like, I'm not even close to what my brother has done in the NFL, which I thought that was a great answer. So it's it's true though. I mean, there was like four years where he was just an absolute monster, and injuries played him. Right. And then again, that's like the other side of the spectrum. Like he could have had these injuries when he was trying to get on to Wisconsin and he would right. have never gone to where he's at now. So that happens to 
a lot of people right. uh, across right. the globe is with injuries. It just, you know, some of these guys in the NFL have never been injured before. They get to the NFL, then they get their injuries. Right. Um, that's a you know, and that's yeah, for sure, dude. I mean, I like. I could tell you I'm freaking four. I just turned 40 and just had a total knee replacement. Most people are like 75 when they have one. <laughs> I had three orthopedic surgeons tell me I had no other choice. There was nothing I could do but have a total knee replacement. So Dinosaur. I know. I know. You're not that far behind. Dude, my knee's shot, man. I was squatting the other day. It's, it's been shot. <laughs> I haven't it's squatted. Bad. I don't even know how long. So it's, I don't even it's try. bad. I squatted today. I'm like, oh my god, my knees clicking the whole time. I'm like, I'm going to be right behind Don. That's not, dude. I couldn't, I couldn't get in and out of a car. Is how bad my yeah. was. I couldn't bend it. But uh, we started playing pickleball though, Lucy and I. You know, I am on that anti pickleball fence. Just you know, me too. Just, who who sent that video? That was the whole stages of pickleball. Uh oh, I had it on my story because Lucy. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Watch it. That was funny. Like they're talking shit about it, and like, what is this pickleball? And I become obsessed with it. So, are you guys gonna have that team pickleball shirts come up soon? We're uh, we're full on stage five. Like we are all in. Uh, and I, but I think it's it's been great. Like you have young kids. Like Lucia and I just have Leilani here. You know, she's seventeen. So like, it's easy for us to be like, hey, we're gonna go play. Do you want to go? And Leilani's like, no. We're like, all right, see you. We're out of here. But uh, but last year when I was deployed these older guys would always ask me to play. And I'd be like, nah, I'm not old enough and I'm not white enough. I'm not playing pickleball. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and, but now, like, we're all in. And uh, I think you're similar to me. Like, if you go in on something, like, you want the nice top-end stuff. So, like, last Dude, weekend, I'm not getting into that. No, but, no, no, no. But I'm just saying, like, anything you do get into, right? Like, yeah. uh I played tennis for a little bit and I had to have like the best racket and like the best shoes. Like I just, I'm just that way. Like look good, feel good, play good. But like I ordered Lucia racket after doing some research. And then like, I was on the fence on like a hundred dollar racket or a $200 racket, like the most expensive one. Of course I ordered the most expensive racket I could. And uh, we're playing with another couple and they're just like, Oh, I really like that racket, this and that. And Lucia's like, yeah, they weren't that much. Right. And I was like, well, yours was like 80 bucks. And she was like, how much was yours? I was like, don't worry about how much mine was. Uh, <laughs> and then the, one of the wives is like, isn't that like a 200 and something dollar paddle? And I'm like, hey, camouflage that. Like, Why are you yeah. out me? But I'm like, yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> you leave the price tag on the back. Dude, I, I don't know. I like I like it because, uh, you know, I can't play basketball anymore. So I can wear my Kobe's to the court. And like, it's been fun. So. Well, that's, that's why I said next year I want to get, you know into tracking and stuff like that that'd be a fun hobby expensive sure yes but yeah. but you can also it's nice because you can rent cars and beat those cars up too right right so you don't have to worry about messing yours up yeah sign the waiver and <clears throat> or just build a cheap car like you're saying so my uncle was racing um god what did he have he had a porsche for a while and then he was doing like he would build out uh cobras mustang cobras and race those that was more for speed. But then recently he's been building out like uh, Mazdas, um, like Miatas and stuff. Like he, mm-hmm. he's like, you know, a high-end Miata is cheap and then you can just build it out for cheap. So he's been racing those. And he's like, and if it wrecks and gets totaled, I don't care. But Yeah. Well, I, got... I was talking to a buddy of mine about going in halves on right. a cup car so that him and I could have like a cup car to like switch off and take to the track. Right. Yeah, I, I just – 
my uncle's got fuck you money, so he doesn't care. But I mean, he drives a Ferrari every day, so daily driver. That's what I need to get to. We're all trying. We're all trying. I'm a Lamborghini guy, though. I'd go definitely Huracan SVJ, no doubt. 100%. 100%. I'm that loud asshole that wants the flames popping out in the back. Yep. Yep. Dude, I, I not to get off. I didn't realize how much I thought Porsches were like more uh, mid price, like a 70 to 100. I didn't realize how much they were. They're way more than that. Yeah, it depends. Um, so, like, you know, I'm not going to go through the whole hierarchy, but like, right, you know, right, you right. Your, your, your 911 is the classic uh, silhouette model. And then you have offshoots from that, like 911, right. 911 4S, S, Carrera, GTS. Uh, the GT My line is where, Jeep. yeah, the Cayman Boxers, the 718s, 981s. Um, but, you know, where you get interesting is when you get to like turbos. The right. turbos are, like, Porsche's turbo off the line is fast. And that that's that's what you see like older guys drive, you know, like that's like a great daily driver around the, the house, like around right. the, you know, city and stuff. But you could also crush other cars that like often, because it's all wheel drive. Right. It says all wheel drive. It's, you know, twin turbo. Uh, I want to say that the Turbo S, um, which is like the highest model turbo, is like 680 horsepower. Right. Something something nuts. And the 060 is like 2.6. That's fast as shit. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, the, and, you know, because I, I always like Porsche. And uh, I told Lucia, I'm like, maybe I'll buy myself one next year's retirement gift. I started looking at the prices. I was like, eh, I might have to start another career first and then buy one in like a year or two. So, I mean, I, I sold uh, a bunch of cards and bought my turbo. I know. I know you did. That's uh, why I, I asked bought... if you're going to trade the 12 for a Lamborghini. Cause... Which one? The 12? The Dragon Ball, the black label set. Oh, yeah. Nah. I mean, I, I was thinking about upgrading my GT3 next year, maybe. Um, I don't know. Well, I love that car. I mean, that car is a blast. I mean, if I would do anything, it would be a GT3 RS. But GT3 RS just really isn't practical to like take Olivia on a date night. You know, like right, a GT3 right. I can right now, but a GT3 RS is built for the track. So, you know, it has a huge wing. It's got carbon fiber inlays everywhere, and you know, it's got car full carbon buckets. <laughs> Put Olivia so, in that. She'd be like, "What the hell?" Just donate it to the LLC, and then <laughs> I'll drive it. <laughs> marketing, marketing expense for sure. Yeah, Slap a go. logo on it. There you go. Yeah. License yeah. vanity plate. Well, why do you why do you think you see like at these uh, these car shows you have these tents right with these you know these attorneys, law firms, and all stuff like that because it's a marketing expense. It's a write off yeah. for them. Yeah. yeah. They th- they could put a magnet on that you just take right off. Yeah, it's all that stuff's called rich people problems. Yeah, I mean, yes and no, dude. Like anyone can do it, right? On a different scale. It's just that I think people need to be educated a little bit better on the tax loopholes that are there for your 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 taking. Right. Um, I think people become they fall into the the rat race of of not understanding that you could break out of that and form an LLC for your house. You could do a tax write off for an office in your house if you're doing a side business like cards and right. There's a lot of advantages that come along with it. No, but that's I mean. Lucia the other day was like, I think I want a G wagon if you're going to buy me another car. And I was like, Oh, good. That's a tax write off. Well, like, a lot, a lot es- Escalade, Yukon. That's why I got right. my wife a navigator, um, you know, 6,000 pounds. I, I think that they're going to do away with the G wagon option soon. Yeah. 
but the other ones are, you know. Right. So, yeah, it's all stuff, that, you know, you just everyone's got their fingertip away is the Internet, like do some research. So, yeah, I, I want to say that with the taxes on that, you could either depreciate the full thing in, in year one uh, or you could spread it out over like five years. Right. And that's what you'll see, like people depreciate all in one year and then turn that car into a different of the fleet and get another one, recycle yep. it over and over. Yep. All right, man. We've been on for like an hour and a half. I'm uh, not lying, but I'm a little buzzed because I haven't had a beer in like months and I had a few tonight. So, but yeah, it's <laughs> been good, dude. I, I always love having you on and talking to you. Um, yeah, we, we covered a lot of random stuff. I liked it. It was fun. It was a good talk. Oh, so is there, can you talk about any of the other stuff you got going on or like what? Like, I, I thought you were, like, maybe in talks with maybe doing, like, your own podcast or nah, none of that I mean, stuff yet. I, I was approached to do a, a TCG channel, you know, like, once a week with, with a pretty popular podcast. I just don't think I have the time to dedicate to it, man. You know, like, even hopping on this, you and I were talking for the past, like, two weeks to get this scheduled. So, it's just right. tough, you know. You got you got two kids. You got a wife. You got a business. Um you know, you try to keep up with everything else. It's hard to, because if I'm going to do something, I want to dedicate myself yeah. to do it the right way. Right. Uh, and I just don't think I have that time, unfortunately, right now to do that. Yeah, that's understandable. Well, I, I mean, I, I, I could dedicate hours to TCG. Like, I mean, I know we talked a little bit about it earlier today on the, on the interview, but like I could, there's so much more and just kind of like how I'm, you know, attacking it and how I approach it. Um, right. I mean, there's, there's so much more that we can right. discuss. Yeah. And that, you know, and for me, this has always just been about having a good conversation. So, but that's cool. Um, I think I, I decided tonight before we recorded, this is going to be season three finale. And then uh, I'm going to try to start next season off. And it's funny because no one's called me out, but I just, there's no rhyme or reason to when I start a season or end one, I just kind of like, eh, it's been enough episodes, but uh I'm supposed to, card collector two is supposed to come on. Um, nice, Ryan. Some the, yeah, some of the new cool. uh, grading companies. So tag tag grading company is supposed to come on. Arena Club, Derek Jeter's new one. They're supposed to come on. Nice. So, yeah, so it should be good. You'll be on again for season four, I'm sure. Um, I, I yeah. like coming on each season. I have to make a mark somewhere. Yeah, I think it came on two or three times this year, so it was good. Yeah, I, I like it. I think this one's been my favorite one so far, honestly. Yeah, I just, I'm not into the, um, like, Cage was on, and, like, you know, I told him, I was straight up with him, like, dude, I don't listen to your podcast at all. Like, I just, I'm not interested in, like, the financial advice or the, like, you should be doing this or doing that. But I was like, and I told him, like, if Brandon's on, I'll listen to it. Like, or that time we were on with them, like, I listened mm -hmm. to that one, you know, but, like, I don't know. I just, I don't need a daily. Yeah info sesh i guess you know that and their show's good i just this is not my thing podcasts in general aren't my thing so yeah um, i'm the same i'm the same way but you know it's i think you you and i we chat enough to where you know we might as well put it down and have some right. value to, right you know, yeah for there. sure you want to get rob on i think rob would be good um adam would yep. be good uh, yeah i mean adam would be great for the old stuff man i'm sure he's got like a litany of things to say yeah, I just have to figure out how not to trash talk him because he's like a huge Peyton collector, but whatever. <laughs> but yeah, man, it was good. I appreciate you. And I'm sure we'll talk at some point this weekend too. So Awesome. I appreciate you having me on, man.
Yeah, for sure, Brandon. Have a good night. You too, brother. Later. Thanks for listening to the Break and Wax podcast. Please, if you enjoyed it, share it. Um, send the link out. Put it on your story. I welcome all feedback and comments. Send me a message. Let me know what you're thinking about, what you want to talk about. And if you want to be a guest on the show, I answer all my DMs. I think it's weird when people don't. That's another story for another day. Again, thank you for listening. I appreciate the support and all the love. Peace.